Listen up, squibs. You may find this podcast to be fucking explicit. episode of Full Metal RPG. I'm your host, Brendan. I'm your host, Ben, and salutations. And hey. here we are with Amanda. Hello. I got a phone call. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh, somebody posted a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> one, of the, one of the podcasts I listened to posted, guys, just uh, so you know. Which podcast was it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look that close. I'm just okay. getting, it getting it off the table so it doesn't like fucking vibrate the whole time. Anyway, so um, <laughs> it's been a little bit since we've been here. We're a week late. And uh, I don't know if anybody noticed, if anybody was like, oh, damn, where's my FMRPG? Um, but, you know, last week we weren't able to do an episode. There were some so. trying health problems involved. Oh, you know, very very trying and yeah. very, very health-related. Health um, it was a uh, touch and go there for a second whether or not, uh, you know, uh, one of our hosts would survive. <laughs> Are you, I, I feel like you're being a dick. <laughs> Is that what's happening right now? Are you what? being a dick? You no, no, I'm trying to create suspense for our viewers, you oh. know, or our listeners, I should say. Yeah, our, our viewers. Um, yeah. The thing is, is you said viewers, and I didn't, it didn't even, like, it didn't even register with me you said that. Um, yeah, uh, last week I was kicking caffeine, which was, um, it's, it's not the first time. I hope it's the last time. I've done this so 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 many times. So but many caffeine times. Caffeine loves you, dude. Caffeine does not love you, dude. Caffeine is like a s- fucking sicko that is always telling you that they love you, but they don't really. And I have a real problem when I drink it. Like I I, I drink like a lot of caffeine. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are like, like oh what's this? Well, this guy is pretty being funny. Like uh he, you know I drink like a lot of caffeine. I love it. But, I mean, I started drinking caffeine. At the beginning of of what July, I started drinking caffeine at the beginning of July. I allowed myself to start drinking caffeine again as a way of having fun, um, and then within thirty forty days, I was drinking like a gallon to a gallon and a half of like diet coke, like a day, like 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 a day. Like I, I would oh, cool. dr- wow. I would I would drive <laughs> I would drive into work in the morning. And um, I would stop by the Circle K and I'd get a 64 ounce, and I would finish the 64 ounce before I got to work. Usually, usually. Jesus. And then on the way home, I would get another one, or I'd get one at lunch, you know, plus whatever else I had like in there, which was often like another 64 ouncer. I'm having high school flashbacks right now. Or or like Ben Halliburton flashbacks when he used to talk yeah. about like like all the caffeine he would drink and like on the way to work he'd buy a giant tanker uh, and the, the thing, filled up multiple times during the day. Yeah, I mean, dude, it just tastes so good. There's something about it that's just like tastes so good, and it's not like it's not no other soda. It's not like Dr Pepper. I couldn't drink that much. Dr Pepper. I literally couldn't drink oh. that much, or regular I love Dr. Coke. Pepper. But there's something about Diet Coke. So I think it's the aspartame. I think there's a, really the aspartame is the problem. Mm. And I and I just compulsively drink this shit. I share your love for it, though. I don't feel like I drink it nearly. <sighs> I mean, I'm not. I don't even probably drink like a quarter of what you were claiming dude, you were drinking during the day. Dude, I have quarter a, or a third, maybe. Yeah. It, well, this gets into sort of like you know neurology or whatever, which is you know I I think that my brain. I think if you were to like take it to a science lab and like scientists were to look at it, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is one of those guys who has, 
who's obsessive and compulsive in the way that he acts. Like he, he like like I was telling Amanda this the other day. Like I just have a a real hard time like putting limits on myself. You know what I'm saying? Like uh like if you look at my fucking Warhammer Age of Sigmar bender that I've been on for like seriously the last 6 to 8 weeks. I mean, it's like oh my god. My bank account is like is like Jason Todd on the floor <laughs> being beaten by the Joker like please stop. Oh, please stop. But nobody's got I can't stop. I just can't. I can't do it. You know, I'm just like no, just one more model. You know, it's really it's really ugly. I mean, you know, so the, so so the cutting out of the caffeine was uh back to the point, ladies and gentlemen. The the cutting out of the caffeine was an attempt to like sort of reinstate some control over my life. And um and it just caused like super gross withdrawals. I just felt like crap. I mean, I just felt I I I could barely like stay awake. I was like super irritable. I was just like I came home last week Christmas to record and I just went to sleep. I just, I just went, laid down on the couch and went to sleep for like three hours. It was, it was brutal. To be fair, we had some stressful work situations going on around this time too. Oh and, yeah, that didn't help. And uh, you know, whatever. That didn't help, man. I mean, I don't want like this to turn into like Full Metal Gripe Fest, but it's like this has not been like a cool summer. This summer has been sort of this is this this has been a bummer summer, dude. We've had some highlights. Like I feel like Crit Hit was a highlight. Yeah, you know? Crit Hit was great, man. Uh, Crit Hit was great. But there's been some real shit. Dude, there really has, <laughs> man. It's not been it has it has not been like the fucking like summer of love that i was hoping for you know i was really hoping to kind of like get some stuff done and instead i just kind of like found myself in in one of these defeatist spirals that like sometimes sort of gloomy yet like creative individuals can find themselves in and um and it's really taken all summer to kind of work my way through that. And, I, and, and I'm hoping <laughs> that we are on the upswing out of that now and that we're, we're moving on to bigger and better things. Anyway, um, how about you guys? <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I think uh, I, haven't, I haven't had a lot of chances to game recently, which is sort of unfortunate. I was about to... Played a game for about hot five minutes there with Jim. Yeah, right. Um, Jim's Jim's been on our back. He's been like, dude, why aren't you guys I know, playing? I know. And and uh, I was I was about five minutes away from playing in a game when I got a phone call from the parents who needed help. My mom was uh, stranded on the west side of Phoenix, so <laughs> filial duty, uh, you know. And you why, why didn't you just tell her show some leg, mom? You'll be fine. Just show <laughs> yeah. some leg. Yeah, mom. Um, <laughs> hitchhike. I'm pretty sure those truckers would love it. You didn't even like <laughs> take the opportunity to go to Imperial Outpost while you were out there, though. You were right in the Imperial Outpost neighborhood, and you didn't even swing in. Yeah, my mom had been like stranded there for a couple hours, and I didn't, I didn't like feel like, hey, mom, we're going to fucking Imperial Outpost. Better fucking bulk <laughs> up here. <laughs> like, come on, mom, hit the gym. Get yeah. ready for Imperial Outpost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better, you better enjoy it. You better enjoy it. It's a treat. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, a treat to treat. me. That, the, okay, so that that actually reminds me of my what I did last Monday a week ago. You know, well, okay, so I started detoxing on Tuesday, but on Monday, Monday I was on this like sicko like compulsion bender that that, that spurred me into uh, caffeine withdrawal on Tuesday. So 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 on Monday I like heard that a particular model was not available in the games workshop. Uh, uh, online store. So I 
I called the various hobby stores in the Phoenix metro area to find out who had them and who didn't. And then I drove in a three-hour circle during rush hour traffic, like buy, buying them off the shelves of various stores. Where I could, I mean, these were not like yeah. what you would call inexpensive <laughs> models. I mean, this was, I know. And all the while, I was sitting there with a giant tanker cup of, doctor, <laughs> of, doctor, of, of Diet Coke, like just like, like, like guzzling it and driving. I mean, it was like it was like a Hunter S. Thompson for nerds or something. Like, like I was just like strung the fuck out and like <laughs> couldn't couldn't be told that like no, just chill out on the models. Who cares? You know, we have our own crosses to bear, dude. <laughs> but what was so weird is that like I w- is it okay? So I bought a sixty-four ouncer at a gas station because I had to gas up before I went to the do this ridiculousness. QT, I'm assuming. Yeah, the QT by our work. Yep. And then by the time I got out to Scottsdale, of course, because I just drank a half gallon of Diet Coke, I had to go to the bathroom. So it was another as another gas station, but they wouldn't let you use the bathroom unless you bought something. So what did I buy? <laughs> More Diet Coke, you know? <laughs> I was at that point where I was like driving, I was drinking it. And I was like, this doesn't even taste good. I'm not even enjoying myself. I actually hate that I'm drinking this right now. I feel so wired and weird, and I was just, and I'm just like, I just like this is it. I'm I'm fucking. This is that moment. This is like the black this moment. Is, yeah, this is your like like passed out speed dream. Like I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> in rush hour traffic, in the fucking hundred some degree heat. My my problems. Down drag my problems are so tame. You know what I'm saying? This is not the fucking Mick Jagger, Keith Richards life. You know, but I mean, god damn, god damn, dude. I swear. Anyway. Anyway, who's kind of like the slash of uh, Full Metal RPG. <laughs> 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 oh, but that, that's a that's a that's, that's a compliment too because he was like the most talented one so well hey. I, yeah, we all knew that no i'm kidding K- jokes <laughs> um so seriously what have you guys been doing with games you you, you were going to play one percenters with jim and then you couldn't because you had to take care of your mom yeah um i was gonna do that uh which you know was kind of a bummer um, oh, it was a bummer you had to pick up your mom, but like, but the yeah, what's yeah. one percent? What is the what's the one percent? One percent of Mike motorcycle gang, uh, where you like you and everybody else is playing like a biker gang, you know, like uh, ripping shit up and controlling their territory, and and I was even thinking about it in advance. I was like, it's like, what do I want to do? And I was gonna play like, you know, some crazy, crazy giant like, like. Uh, like a giant fat dude named Thor. I thought it was going to be pretty fun. Oh, that's not bad. Um, Yeah, I was looking forward to it. I thought I could be, I thought it'd be a blast. Um, You know, thinking about like, uh, like what sort of colors we'd rock and like, uh, you know, what our bent would be. Yeah. Um, You know, I thought it could be pretty, pretty, pretty fun, especially it was only like going to be like one or two shots. So, yeah. Um, But it didn't happen. So, I hope that it, they had fun. Uh, I didn't talk to Jim much after, just to apologize again and tell him my situation. But uh, <laughs> we're always flaking out on that guy, man. We have dude, not gamed with him. Well, I saw that he has up like a thing coming up in October. That's um, that's uh, like a horror game like thing. I think it's the Cthulhu themed uh, crit hit. Like, oh, uh, oh, the total. mini, the mini con. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's I, all Cthulhu, right? I, I have to look and see. Yeah, I think it might be. I have to look and see whether I'm um, in Dallas that weekend. That might be one of the, that might be the weekend I'm in Dallas. I, t- I told I told homie that um, he needs to come on to the show so that he can like get the word out about that thing. But if I but if that's not the weekend I'm in Dallas, I'm definitely in. It's oh, like, for sure. Be a blast. 
for sure. Yeah, in fact, now that you mentioned it, I need to find out when you're in Dallas because like Heather and I are trying to get over to L.A. in October also. So we'll do that off the air. But d- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before I leave today, we'll I'll pull up the information and get Solid. it to you. Solid. Um, it's the crit hit sanity loss. Yeah, there you go. yeah, sanity loss. What What have you been playing, Amanda? I've actually um, been playing board games and World of Warcraft. So. <laughs> Wait, 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 I think there's a, there's something else needs to be mentioned that you're playing, too, and that is uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Yes. Yes. That is the RPG game that I have been playing. And I, we did the first session. We and did. It was actually, it was great. It was a... So I, okay, so maybe I shouldn't say this being female myself, but in the past, playing with female gamers is always a very iffy ordeal. Well, I, I, I take your point. I will say that anytime you sit down with new people, it's kind of like you're rolling the dice for the proverbial ones as well as the literal ones. <laughs> but um, it's a good proceed. <laughs> so so this group originally was going to be all females, but there ended up being two guys in it also. But I was really, really impressed with the female players. I was... So when I first heard about it, I was like, I want to be in this because it's going to be hilarious. You because it's be a train wreck. Oh, you? I did. I was you expecting. I, I wanted to be a fly on the wall for this. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't sure it was going to be a train wreck. I just thought, like, here's an occasion where you're getting, like, like f- what, four or five people who have very little experience together playing, game, playing like, a role-playing game for the first time. And then, like, you and Brendan. And um, I thought, man, this could be this could be greater. It could be like a like a powder keg. Uh, Brent, Brendan could explode after session one. <laughs> I, um, yeah. so, well, when, when when Heather hits gets here, Heather's gonna be on the show today. She's gonna be our guest, and we'll talk in detail about the Lamentations game. Okay. I I really liked that first session. Oh yeah, really? I, yeah, it was it was great. Like I said, I was honestly pleasantly surprised i was like oh well this is awesome like just because my my experiences with female gamers as a gm have been kind of well they've been kind of typical of 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 what you see as a stereotype for female Mm. gamers elaborate if you would please uh, well like they don't really know what they're doing and they're sort of ditzy and kind of like if if they have a significant other there then they're constantly looking to the significant other mm. for you know how to do something or support of what they're doing like oh, they're not confident man. in in what their characters what they're having their characters do you know and it's it's kind of like so when i i went into this hearing originally that it was all females i was like oh this is going to be hilarious i was expecting oh, no. a lot of uh I mean, well, first of all, I was expecting more ditziness, and there was really not that much, which was awesome. I don't know if there was really any. No, probably not in the actual session. A little bit in the character making. Well, but I think that well, was that yeah, was. Yeah, we'll parse it all out. I actually think it's kind of interesting to point out that like a lot of those stereotypes, you you sort of think about like like the girls there because she got drugged there by her boyfriend kind of thing. And here it's actually kind of the, the reverse, which is actually very interesting. The guys are kind of there because the girls wanted to do it. Well, uh, this uh, Claire's boyfriend, Eric, was was persistent, and he 
he engaged me about it. Okay. And because um, I think Nebo is like, uh, he's oh no name, no names, man. I gotta pull that out. <laughs> he, he has friends that listen to this show X, the x-man 13 um, just call him 13 yeah 13 um has who has has who, i think he might have friends listen to this show names are okay because you just used two names like yeah, he Larry, did. eric and I yeah like, but they're cool they're cool you're right fine i'm being a dick anyway look <laughs> of all the people i, I was just, i should have said so earlier i don't know if we should throw his name around Oh, okay. Well, I know. I just saying. I was just saying. I think. I don't think. I, I don't know whether he's enjoying it or not. I wasn't commenting on that. What yeah. I was commenting on was that it wasn't something he would normally do, and that and that and that Jess, his his girlfriend, was really impetus for all this to happening. Yeah. Which is sort of like the reverse of how it's happened a lot in the past and groups I've seen, which I find very interesting. No, you're and you're dead on the money about all of that. You're dead on the money about all about all of that. And 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 it was definitely kind of like one of those, like working with him was definitely one of those like working with the sort of like recalcitrant new player kind of like situations and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more i suppose when when heather arrives we're doing like the meat of the the interview or whatever um yeah so that's what i've been doing lamentations i got a lamentations game going with the kids at work and i'm uh pleasantly surprised it's been fun and rewarding and uh it's given me the opportunity to really showcase what i think the best part of lamentations is and at the same time, I also sort of feel like I'm not actually running Lamentations. Sometimes I feel like I'm running kind of like a bastardized dungeon world because I'm, u- I'm using so much dungeon world like ethos and material that um, I'm not using playbooks or anything, but I almost feel like, man, I wish I could just chuck this other book out and use the dungeon world shit. Um, I-, I really wanted them to have like what I consider to be like a genuine experience where they had a character sheet with a bunch of fucking stats on it and shit. So we're doing that for the first time, but I, I mean, seriously, after playing one session with them, I already feel like they're ready to do, maybe not maybe not ready for something like a, a vampire campaign, but I definitely feel like they're ready for um, Apocalypse Engine type stuff, and uh, the, with a few months worth of, like, of, of, of experience, they'll definitely be ready for, like, World Darkness kind of thing. I was, I was pleasantly surprised because, um, you know, just interacting with them at work, and I'd ask them questions about it, and they were, like, super into it. Yeah, which, I love how excited they are for that's, it. That's always a that's, good sign. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it they're is. They're really enthusiastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very game for the whole thing. They don't, they're not, they're not like, they're not like, um, hesitant and, like, kind of sitting on the sidelines and, like, judging it but to see whether or not they're going to allow themselves to be involved. No, they jumped right in full force, man. They're just throwing yeah. themselves into Feet it. first. Which, which is, I mean, that's what's so great. So I've said to people for years, it's like you get back out of role-playing what you put into it. And oftentimes I feel like you get back more. But you have to make that jump where you put, start putting stuff into it, you know? And they, they did that very intuitively, you know? Uh, on a separate note, for any of our listeners that, like, are totally interested, I just, just reminded when you were talking about, like, gaming we're trying to do, um, Adam, our buddy Adam, who runs uh, Shadow Sworn Radio Hour with Brendan. Right. He is trying to put together a Gamma World game. Yeah. And I told him I'd send out some blasts, and so I'm going to blast out here as well. If you're interested in playing, like, maybe, like, a twice-a-month Gamma World game on Sundays with Adam and myself, hit one of us up. On Facebook, wherever yeah. we're looking for players, and uh, I think we're just gonna like super relaxed game. We're gonna do it like game store, super gonzo. It should be a lot of fun. Um, hit us up. Let's yeah. do it. Let's that, rock it. There is the caveat that you you should live in the Phoenix Metro area to enjoy this game. Yes, it will yes. be meeting at, at the Game Depot in Tempe 
on Southern and McClintock Game on Sundays, people. right? Mm-hmm. Sundays, every like every other Sunday. So, um, yeah, if you're in the Phoenix Metro area and you want a game with the legendary Full Metal Ben and Shadowsworn Adam, then you should come on down. And I, 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 I put my seal of approval on this. I don't think you guys will have a bad time. I, I would be in that game were I not torn in like 16 other directions. And you're running Lamentations on Sundays, so. Yeah. Well, alternate. Yeah. I take your point. Anyway, so you want we want to play some little bumper music or something right here, and we can like then like come back and do some uh, like uh, sounds sweet know, some new releases or whatever. Sounds sweet. All right, cool. So let's do it. Boom. But every time it I hope you enjoyed that wonderful bumper music. We're back, and we're going to talk about new products. Right? New products. Yeah, sure. Who's got new products? Who's been fo- wait, wait, who have you guys been following? How Captain about- Sonar. What's Captain Sonar, Amanda? <laughs> Tell us about Captain Sonar. Captain Sonar is my new favorite board game, besides Mystic Veil, which is yeah, my, I was about to say my other Mystic new Vail. favorite Jesus. board game. I love Mystic Veil. I really do. Mystic, Mystic Veil is one of those board games that's not a board game, right? It's like a, it's like a deck building it, card it's game. A, it's a, yeah, it's a deck builder, but it's a deck builder with a twist because your deck doesn't get builder, doesn't get builder. Your deck doesn't get bigger. Your cards get more powerful. And I don't, I just, for some reason, I just really love that game. And I don't know why. I just do. I'm like, every chance I get, let's play Mystic Veil. Let's play Mystic Veil. <laughs> Dude, but um, uh, uh, the mysterious Jeff is the same way. He carries around a copy of Mystic Veil now. And every time I see him. I introduced the mysterious Jeff to that game. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, credit where credit's due, I guess. No, like huh? every, every time I see him, he's all like, he's all like, hey. You want to play Mystic Veil? I'm like, I got this van over here. You want to come inside like, and I play can. Mystic Veil? I boy? also got to teach Dave how to play Mystic Veil. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Are they, you enjoy uh, it? Are they selling some yeah, copies down there or what? Um, is it I popular? Hope, is it I a hope popular they are game? selling all their copies because the game is amazing. Uh, wow. Small warning here. If you do buy Mystic Veil and you live somewhere like we do in the middle of the desert in the summer, don't leave it in your car don't for any, leave it in your car. any bit of time because <laughs> it's got a lot of fine plastic that will completely melt, warp, and ruin your game. So so what's so great about Mystic Veil that is like... It's that, fun. Oh. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> there we go. Heard it here first, kids. Uh, is there anything more that you want to tell people about Mystic Veil? It'll make you popular. Now that's just a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just a lie. Hey, it'll make you popular with me. Okay, well, <laughs> there, there, there you go. There you go. How about Captain Sonar? You remember this today? It sounds oh, interesting. Captain Sonar! I finally got to play it for the first time yesterday. No, Saturday. And it was a lot of fun. It's it's like a it's like a glorified battleship, but it's so cool because it is it's you and up to three other teammates against. The other submarine, which is on the other side of this big divider, which is for other people. So you're cooperating with your team, but you're still playing against real people. You're trying to sink each other's battleship. And there's different um, positions. There's up to four. That's why it can be up to eight people. But if you don't have eight people, a person can play multiple positions. 
So you have the engineer, you have the captain, you have the first mate, and you have the radio guy. And each one plays a different part of making your submarine, which you get to name the winner. And go out and find your the opponents and sink them. What was your submarine <laughs> named? It might have been called the USS Bunny. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did not pick the name, but yes. Fair. It's fair. fair. We, we sunk so the Godzilla. <laughs> so 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 how so that's pretty good. That's a good game. It's a lot of fun. That's yeah. Worthwhile. Yeah, and if you, I want to play a bigger, a bigger because the one I played was just two on two, and when it's that small, you have to do turn based. But if you have enough people, then it's real time, which just puts a whole nother spin on it because. If you can't get your shit together, your opponent's taking extra turns, and you're like, Fuck. "Oh shit, that's that sounds crazy. Oh, that sounds fucking cray cray right there." It sounds awesome. I can't wait to try real time. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what? So that's what's new. Those are the new games that you've been doing. Those are the new the new shit. Anything coming out that you're aware of? Anything coming down the pike or just released? Um. There's this crazy new video game, and I cannot remember the name of it. But basically, you explore. You're a, you have your ship, and you're in space, and it's like this super huge, vast world, and you go out and you explore, and you have your little ray gun, and you shoot things, and you get stuff from them to do things like you know keep your life support system going, fuel for your ship, all sorts of things. And was that kickstarted? Ah, I really should find out the name. My husband is playing this game. Uh, Oh, it's out now. It is out. It is Mm. new and it's out. And he's really liking it. It looks interesting because I like the whole exploring thing. I'm I'm like a collector at heart. So I'm like, oh, oh. You're the person who plays Fallout and has to hit every second on the map. Oh, okay. I have not played Fallout for that reason. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Because I would want to get all of it. All, the, all, all this talk of video games is making my balls shrivel. Like, so, let's, let, let's get back to real fake games, okay? Let's get back to the, to, to, the, to the type of escapism where you have to gather with your friends in a sweaty room and escape together with them. What, 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 what's new? With, what, what have you been looking at? What have you been tracking? All right. Well, first, in the non-role-playing games, I've got uh, there's new magic set about to drop this uh, weekend. For those that are familiar, it's the second in a set called Conspiracy. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet one. It's a multiplayer, meant-for-draft magic set. Okay. So the only way to do it is to get your buddies together and draft it, which is... uh, Wasn't the first Conspiracy bad, though? There was a there was a conspiracy <laughs> before. Yeah, there was there was a conspiracy. There's conspiracy two. Oh, this is conspiracy two. I thought this is, is this part of the uh, Eldritch Moon shit. Is it part of that? No, no, no. This is a separate side set they do for oh. the summer. That's like a oh, fun set. Oh, this is one of those weird ones. It's like a spinoff. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Um, it's not like. Uh, it's not like uh, unglued or anything like that. It's 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 a serious set, but it's meant. It's. It's um out of the continuity, and it's a separate thing entirely. I can't keep track of you, magic guys. Huh. Your, your shit's so weird. Anyway, well, so what's in it? The 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 first one in response to your query about it being bad, it wasn't bad. It had its problems, right? Like so, the real problem was the draft with your buddies was a lot of fun, and then you played one game, and it felt like it was like kind of over, and it kind of sucked. Ooh, that's expensive. 
Yeah, it's an expensive yeah. like hour or the, whatever. Truthfully, yeah. if we'd had someone who who had put together like a cube themselves out of the cards, that could have been a lot of fun because we could have gotten cube? where it's where you take like a like a set of the cards that were in the set like and, and like um you assign like uh, a certain number of them based on their rarity into the cube, uh like a, like you take like a like a giant box right and then you create packs out of those and draft them up amongst everybody. And that um, requires somebody to have a complete collection. Yeah, it requires people to put like, a, like, a lot of work in there and get it done. Jesus. Um, I've, I've, uh, you know, people do this for fun because it's a lot. It, once it's pretty rewarding once you have it. It's really um, not any more work than you know assembling, green stuffing, a million painting. More <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I was thinking that it, it sounds like the kind of like obsessive uh, uh, hobby thing that I would be totally into if I was into something like magic. It, it, it It's notable saying that, like, Conspiracy added, like, a lot of, like, weird things like politics into, like, multiplayer games. Like, actual in-game systems for politics, which are pretty cool. Mm. Um, I think this new one has a new thing called the Monarch, where, like, someone's actually, oh, like, yeah. the ruler and um, other oh, people really? are, like, taking them down. Yeah, um, it's pretty pretty out there. Uh, it's um, It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm probably going to draft it a bunch this weekend. At least twice, maybe three or four times. We'll see how that goes. Um, looking forward to it. Cool. On the role-playing side, mm. I think, um, you know, for a while there, it seemed like Kickstarter had been kind of dead, at least games that I was interested in. Like, I kind of looked at them, and I was like, eh, whatever. It was that Coriolis game, and that was kind of cool looking, but that was I kind of couldn't commit to it. Right, right. And then I could um, sense that you were wanting to commit to something, and so you were just finding the thing that was like the easiest to commit to. It was almost yeah. I feel like are we talking about girls or role playing games? I feel it, it. It was the like not good not good girlfriend situation for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like it was like well, I kind of want a girlfriend. And this person's available. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, she uh, really likes me. I think. <laughs> Uh, I'm not yeah. silly that into her, but uh, it's a thing, and <laughs> and uh, I get some value out of it. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you decided um, to let the slow little hanging fruit pass. I did. I did. And uh, more recently, there's a couple I want to talk about. Uh, the first being uh, one that I'm not supporting, though I think it looks phenomenal. And that's The Invisible Sun by Mott Cook. Oh, geez. You showed me this thing. This thing's fucking ridiculous. It, I, I don't know what he's trying to do with, with our brains here, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, just the pitch the pitch alone, like the, the starting pitch he gives with like little character descriptions. And like I was like, I'm, I'm already sold. And then you get to the point where you see like how much it's going to cost you to buy into the game. Yeah, the pledge levels. It's a hundred and ninety-seven dollars for oh the minimum gosh. pledge level. What yeah, do you get for that? That's the basic. That's the basic. There's no lower tier. You get a box of stuff. Wow. I mean, he has like a box, like a customized box, um, that's meant to be sort of thematic, and it has like a bunch of like cool like props and books and stuff like this. Um, it, looks it has it has some kind of like device that you use to play the game, right? Some kind of like like a hand that sits yeah, on the like table a, and it holds a card and that is somehow integral to the mechanic, right? Yeah, yeah. It holds like I think there's a certain types of suns that like affects thing going on in the world. I think and I think it holds a sun. Right. Um, that was sort of what I what I saw. Um, I think uh, you know, and and he does an interesting he does an interesting um, pitch in there when you read it where he talks about like gaming groups working together to purchase it and not letting one person bear the burden. Yeah. Which I think is sort of interesting. Yeah, that's kind of um, nice. That's a good idea. It really is. It really is. Uh, 
I, I think that Brendan and I probably run into the problem, and, and probably Adam does too, where we all would want to copy. And, yeah. And, and uh, maybe if we just, you know, we'd all at least want to copy the rules, and it's kind of a pain in the ass at that point. Yeah, exactly. If you're like the GM guy, I mean, here's the thing is that like role playing, the role playing industry has for the past 30 years essentially kind of uh, uh, reinforced this obsessive collector behavior, right? So there's the the part of my brain yeah. that is just like like etched deep canals of 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 obsessive um, capitalism around role playing games is it's that ain't going anywhere, you know. So, so tell me like, oh yeah, Brendan, you're gonna if you and me and Adam split it, how much would it be each? We're looking at like sixty bucks. 65 well, like bucks. yeah, like sixty eight or something like that, or sixty six. Sh- sure, to cover the shipping and all that crap. And then I'd be like, well, where's the where's the, I don't get the game. Like I don't get to sit it on my shelf yeah. with, all, with all the other games <laughs> right. I'm not playing. Right. <laughs> like what? You know, I, I I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I seriously after you showed it to me, I looked at it. I looked at all the fucking pictures and the little write ups, and they're like fucking gorgeous. Game yeah. looks awesome. It's like dark yeah. fantasy, kind of ambiguously set in like a weird kind of Victorian medieval kind of thing. And I was like, this thing's right up my fucking alley. But two hundred bucks, like I just don't, I just can't do it. Yeah, that's that's really steep. That is. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, and I think this is like steep even for him. I think I don't think I know he's he's sort of known for having like like um expensive buy ins, I think, on like Kickstarter. Yeah. But I think this is sort of like the topper so far. Yeah. So far, I mean who knows what happens in the future, right? But um but he, yeah. He has a whole pitch in there about like 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 a fine role playing game, like like a luxury role playing game sort of. Like it's gonna have like all the best materials. It's gonna be like made of like nice great stuff. art. I mean the Numenera stuff looks looks like pretty, you know, it looks really attractive. Yeah. I'm just not the biggest fan of it, I guess. I right. Think. <laughs> Never really grabbed my just like grab my scrot and just like This game does in. though. I, I saw this thing and I was like, I, I, I if this was fifty percent cheaper, I would buy it. Yeah, I gotta say, if it was a hundred dollar price tag, he might have gotten me. Yeah. But that one one that two two hundred just damn it. Yeah, no, I it was just it was or if it was maybe something I could get piecemeal, you know, where it's like it's like I knew I was gonna eventually be spending two hundred dollars, but I like committed to it gradually, whereas like, you know, I bought the Kickstarter which got me the rules and then later on I got right, you know, XYZ right. and anyway. Um, you almost got me with that damn Hollywood shit. Now that that's all coming through and getting ready to actually print and ship. Like you, sh- he was showing me the uh, the Hollywood screen, what it's actually gonna look like, the game master's screen. Oh, it's uh-huh. gorgeous. They sent out the proofs or whatever. I'm like, fuck, that's a cool looking screen. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I like went on backer kit and I was like, kind of like looking through. Ah, it cost me like seventy eight dollars or something to get into this game. I'm like, ah, oh, no, don't do it, don't do it, dude. You've got a you've got a chain around your neck, chained to a brick. Called Warhammer. You have to swim <laughs> to the surface, my friend. You have to the swim to the surface. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the other game that I was sort of like uh, interested in, and I am, am supporting right now, I'm just not sure how high I want to support it. I, I currently have it at sort of like a mid tier, and I might drop it or might raise it. I'm not sure where I want to be. But it's this King of Storms uh, game. What the hell is that? So it's a GMless role playing game. Now, completely GMless. Completely GMless. Mm. I after my experience with Fall of Magic, I was oh, actually yeah. like, I I, I, I uh, sort of formed a slightly different opinion on this. Okay. And um, I'm willing to give it a shot 
the buy-in's actually pretty cheap on it too. I think if you just want the basic book, it's actually not too bad. I think it might be like twenty bucks or twenty-five bucks or something like that. Like it's pretty easy. And then the the actual tiers that he has just provide you more games that he's developed with the same system. Okay. So that's he calls it the Praxis system. I don't know if that's like a it's not a system I'm familiar with. It might be his. I think it's his system. Um, but yeah, it's I guess like you uh, you get together collectively and you make characters and you create like like goals for the character and that's sort of how you you uh, you um, like look at progress to the game and then the rest of the game is setting up scenes for your characters as you like collectively do stuff. It seems like it's pretty pretty fun um, and like, like I said after that after I played Fall of Magic, I'm willing to give something like this a shot. Uh, I I thought it was an interesting idea. The the King of Storms specific game is about people playing like. Um, like uh, like demigods and stuff. So hmm. we'll see how it we'll see how it looks like at the end. You know. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought it sounded cool. It was it was new enough and interesting enough to where I was like, I haven't really seen this before. I'll, I'll pledge it and see what it looks like. And these, but all these are the st- are now live on on uh, Kickstarter. Yes, they're live like, right yeah, now. Because because this 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 episode will air on Wednesday the twenty third or whatever. I think by by Wednesday, kick this will probably have something like. 15 days left. Or okay. Or yeah. Same on Invisible Suns. Or Sun, uh, about a week left, I think, probably on Invisible Suns. Okay. Well, those are some things you can go yeah. check out on Kickstarter if you're into Kickstarters. I, um, I'm keeping away from Kickstarter. I'm still keeping away from Kickstarter. Uh, I've gotten – nothing's new on the fronts that I watch. Um, nothing new for Lamentations, uh, which is kind of nice, I guess. I kind of wish that the Cursed Chateau and, and uh, England Upturned would find their way stateside, but they haven't yet. Um, maybe maybe they were like holding off for Gen Con, and now you know it'll be on the in the works, coming through the pipeline. Hasn't yet though. Um, and then White Wolf, things have been kind or Onyx Path has been kind of, well, you know, they did that whole this kind of giant like diarrhea like 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 flow where everything that had been backlogged because of the um, uh, takeover came out, and now it's just now it's just kind of in limbo. Um, uh, still no Promethean. Promethean is still an advanced PDF only, but um, it's nothing there. But got a bunch of updates on Kickstarters I backed. Uh, it looks like um, Driftwood Versus is coming along well, and um, Dungeon Dealer. Dungeon Dealer is about to ship, and I'm really stoked for that, uh, especially with the uh, Limitations game going on. Um, and uh, that's really it. That's really it, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I guess that's it for the new releases, so we'll take a little quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Heather about about Limitations of the Flame Princess. Yay! Right on. RPG. Thanks for listening to some sweet metal music. I don't know what I'm going to put in there. Maybe Skeleton Witch. Who likes Skeleton Witch? I might put that in there. I might try putting in this Baroness that we and I were listening to today. I found, I was quite taken with it. I don't know about you. Um. So, hey, audience. You're in the future. What do I put in there? I don't even know. 
This reminds me of this movie that Heather and I were trying to watch the other day. Heather is here, by the way. Yeah. Studio audience. Hi, Heather. Hello. Heather is here. She's been. This is. This is her first time returning since. Um, since the that terrible convention. That terrible like, convention. That was, like, <laughs> was my life. Was like, dude, I got another message from that kid. That kid, Connor. Don't he, serious. He hit dude, me up again dude, out of nowhere. Dude. Aww, keep trying, Connor. Keep you trying. could have a friend for life. No, I don't know. No, I don't think life. so. I think I think that we had our moment and. It's over. It's like two trains passing the night. Passing in the night. <laughs> two icebergs <laughs> passing in a very salty Chris cold sea. Cross. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Heather's here, and yeah. um, we watched Terminator Genesis. The other I night. liked it. Ugh. It started out <laughs> so good. It really started out being different and Didn't kind of start fun. Out good? It just, did. It did that. start out kind of. It was different and fun. It, it, it felt like a Terminator movie, but not like something you'd seen a million times before. Well, it kind of did. Um, <laughs> and then it got and then it got kind of weird and kind of dumb at the same time. It, it got kind of jokey, like kind of jokey, stupid. Like so, all of a sudden. So, so rank it for me here, in the Terminator movies. The Where's Terminator it? Franchise? Well, I've never actually seen Terminator Rise of the Machines. I've never ever even wow. seen it. That never. movie sucks, by the <laughs> way. That's, that's what I hear. I've never, I, there's, to me, in my mind, there's just really no way it can be worse than Terminator Salvation. I like, like that one better than Genesis. If, so. the, you like Terminator Salvation? You know what? <laughs> just get the fuck out. Just get, just get out. I Not only do I find Terminator Salvation to be like the worst of the Terminator movies that I have seen, it's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's just so bad. It just it just stumbles drunkenly from plot point to plot point, from from pointless like special effects nonsense to more pointless special effects nonsense. The characters have no motivations. They're just, they're they're paper thin. They're, they're, he he does some twists. I'm doing air quotes. Twists that are supposed to blow your mind and they don't the most memorable line in the movie is a guy laying down like clutching a a woman to his chest saying body warmth <laughs> it's like give me a fucking break this is like the this is the big humanity of the movie is we're like body warmth and then like two seconds later there's like there's like a river and there's like fucking terminator like fish jumping out of it fuck that movie i hate that movie so I liked it better than that, even though I didn't. Finish, I didn't finish watching Terminator. Yeah, Genesis. you went to bed. I, she, I watched all the whole thing, so I can she, say it's worse. She got than to salvation. The, she got to this point. I, I got to this point where I was just like, "All right, I'm done." And then, I mean, <laughs> I still like it better than Terminator Salvation, but I'm done. I think it's hard to point out whether I'd rather watch Terminator Salvation or Terminator Three again. That's a really hard one. That's that's that doesn't say good things about Terminator uh, Rise of the Machines because no, it's a really bad movie. It's, it's horrible. A really, really bad movie. And the lady Terminator makes her boobs grow because a cop pulled her over because she's a robot and robots can do that, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Useful features. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Terminator Two is still the all-time champion. There's nobody's gonna unseat that one. Terminator One's still fucking rad, and then all the rest of them are shit. So they should stop making them. All right. Linda Maybe Hamilton's arms alone make T2 the best. <laughs> well, you know, all right. I ain't going <laughs> to argue against that. I think that that movie has many, many fine features. Yeah, I kind of like the like hardcore Linda Hamilton in that movie, too. Like, she's just she was a badass. badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. She is pretty great. There's a lot of things about the movie that are great. I just think it's a really top 
robot versus robot movie, and there's nothing <laughs> I really love more than a robot versus robot movie. Robot Especially on Robocop. robot action. Huh? What? Especially Robocop versus that one robot. Yeah. What's it called? ED-209. Yeah, that one. <laughs> And then there's Kane. Kane, Kane, I've come for you. Oh my gosh. So, so great. God damn, I've seen too many fucking movies. Fucking love, <laughs> fucking love RoboCop, dude. Fucking never get enough of that. Anyway, so we're here to talk about Lamentations of the Flame Princess because okay. um, Heather's playing in that game. Amanda's playing in that game. And I think like a little bit later on, maybe we'll get some of these like noobs like uh, Jess and Claire down here to talk about. About not just Lamentations of Flame Princess, but about role playing and their experience with it in general. But dibs on the girls. Yeah, I think that you. <laughs> I think maybe like I'll just kind of sit in the background and like and like uh, record that one in silence. I'll just let you run that episode because, you know, do we need to have we need to have more female voices in gaming and like you know white white male nerd dudes we got plenty of we have plenty of platforms right like this is one of them usually so i can i can surrender that for for an episode to let some girls talk about gaming and i'll just push the buttons <laughs> why are you laughing is that weird i'm picturing you like homer simpson at when you said you'll just push the buttons <laughs> is that what he said oh okay it just pushes the button it's i was picturing that character from parks and rec who sits in the corner and who yeah. Like, uh, I, I can't remember his no, name. No one, like, just sits in the corner and yeah. pushes buttons in person, Rick. You know what, man? Sh- shows how much oh, you know. Oh, the guy on the... On, on the talk show. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. douche, douche nation. Yeah, yeah those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you guys are playing the Lamentations game? Yeah, we how, are. How's that going, guys? What do you guys think of that? Well, what do you, what do you, how do you guys feel about Lamentations of the Flame Princess? What, what, what are your thoughts? Give me your impressions. We only did one session, but it was pretty good. Oh. There's, like... What? All right. <laughs> Succinct. Yeah. But no, the party is good. Everyone has, seems like having they're having fun. And the characters are all very interesting that everyone's doing. Yeah. And um, the story is pretty cool so far. That cave is pretty awesome that we went to. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is a... Um, <laughs> that is a... Uh, module that is you can find online on um last gas grimoire like if 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 you guys haven't heard me talking about my uh my homies in spirit down at last gasp grimoire then i don't know you guys haven't been paying attention because that is like the best lamentations of the flame princess blog and i don't know i guess i guess homeboy stopped really working on it i wrote him and I was like, dude, we're, we need more content for Last Gasp. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm planning on getting some stuff out. But I haven't seen anything. So I don't know if he's um, completely given up on it or what. But he wrote a little uh, module called, um, uh, what's it called? Resting Place of the Feathered Swine. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're playing through. We're playing through that. I like the creature. It's interesting. The Feathered Swine? Yeah. Right? I don't like that we're going to kill him, though, because I don't want to kill him. But are you going to kill him? I'm not going to participate in killing him, that's for sure. Are you going to persuade us to not kill him? I don't know. I don't, is that possible? I guess so. I'm still new to role playing there, myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the reasons we're talking to you today. Is there a party <laughs> divide here that I'm sensing? Are players divided about whether or not they should kill the feathered swine? Only, I, I think I think they are, but it's, it's uh, on the DL right now. No one has been like... Yes. No. <laughs> so it's it's uh it's brewing. That's true. I would yeah. Say. It, it's really interesting watching new role players encounter for the first time the um strange avarice that comes with uh imagining uh 
wealth. Like, like, oh, here's some theoretical wealth that's being offered to you by a theoretical person. It's you know, like when you're like bored and like you're on a car trip and you're like, like for a thousand dollars, would you like eat cow balls? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, and it doesn't really make everybody's just sitting there and they're kind of like rubbing their chins. Role playing is a much better laboratory for this type of thing because because people are not thinking about their reputations and stuff. They're just thinking about, well, I don't know, what's good, what's not good. Is there value in gold, or is there value in in being not violent or is there value in being violent i don't really know and so you get to really you get to really watch the wheels start turning so so the npc comes up to them in a town i develop i i rolled the town on a on a random town generator that you can also get on last gasp grimoire and um i was really happy with how that town came out it's a great generator it's just a few pages long you can generate an entire town in just like a few minutes if you need to on the fly as a gm and uh and he and he, I I wanted the, I wanted the, the characters to do something very like traditionally role playing, right? So they're at an inn. They've all been traveling through these mountains, this mountainous region that I describe, and then they are resting in an inn when a wizened old man uh, approaches the two of them. That he he kind of takes them as adventurers, and he offers them silver pieces. To help him recover his spell book, right? The spell book is lost in the cave. Um, and then he puts them this whole thing because he the way he lost his spell book was he was looking, um, he was he was he was hunting this creature called a feathered swine that goes into hibernation. And when it goes into hibernation, it has these little cysts that grow on its side. And if you cut the cysts off and save them, you can use them in magical shit magical stuff undetermined magical stuff sure so some merchant somewhere has paid him and these other people that he was with that are now gone right to go to go uh acquire these cysts and the party that he was with died and in the meantime he lost his spell books now he's building a new party to go back there and get his spell book because that's the only thing he really cares about um and he's willing to give the money to all of these slappies if they'll go ahead and help him um and so he puts into this whole thing about, and it's really interesting in the module. The module uh, talks about like if they take more than this number of cysts, the creature dies, right? And, and, it, and it really, but it never says what happens if the creature dies. It just is. It just it just keeps reiterating, the creature will die if it takes more than this number of cysts. So I keep laying that into them, like the, the NPC keeps saying that, and it's really interesting watching them cognate. The whole thing of like you can see the like the imaginary chins being rubbed, you know, and they're all like, <laughs> "Hmm, do I really give a shit if some monster in a cave dies in its sleep?" You know, like right away. Yeah. What are the consequences? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You said exactly. it was rare. It's like endangered, basically. Didn't you yeah, say it was rare? I did rare? say that. It's a magical creature. You can't just kill endangered species like that. It'd be like killing a panda bear. Exactly. Which is why we can't kill him. Yeah, but what framework do your characters have to even think of a thing like a panda bear or the idea of an endangered species? Well, like, like, and why oh. would your character in particular think that? Well, my character wouldn't care. Yeah, exactly. What? But would your character care? Because you, you're given a hundred silver. It's a hundred silver pieces, right? Per per cyst that you bring back. 
I think that's or what is you it said. fifty? I think you said it might be fifty. I can't remember. Anyway, you said hundred. I think it's a fucking lot. It's Holy a lot. God. It's a fucking lot that you guys could. I mean, based on like the the price layouts for first level characters, you guys could all be like riding horses and wearing We're awesome retiring. armor. You know, <laughs> like right away, which I mean would be much harder. You know, if you didn't a do this adventure or and and then and then b if you choose to let the thing live then you'll come away with a lot less gold that you'll essentially be you'll be paying for your ethics with money. Do you see what I'm saying? Like what's more valuable yeah. to you, your ethics or your money? And then where exactly do these ethics come from? Like I can tell right now there are certain characters who are like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? It's interesting. Because I think you can come up with like an interesting utilitarian idea for why not to do it, right? Like like um, if you if you kill... The creature and take all its cysts the cysts are gone forever right the creature's gone right no one knows there's more of this creature out there but if you only take enough so that it doesn't die then you can come back and take some next year or the year it's after true. yeah that is true you have a cash cow on your hands now in order to kind of like um to 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 to, to make things a little bit more sticky than just that i put the cave uh, inside the territory, really kind of on the edge of a Dompiri Lord's uh, domain, right? But it's within his domain. So technically, the animal that resides inside of it, being rare and magical, is also his, right? And a Dompiri Lord is like a vampire dude. He's not a vampire. He doesn't, like, chomp necks. And he's, can, he can walk around in the daylight. But he's basically got that kind of, like, like uh temperamental nature and They're like generally old and powerful yes exactly <laughs> old and powerful and kind of irascible and like obsessed with ideas of protocol and politeness so um the npc sort of like mentioned this in passing or wait somebody knew somebody knew that right somebody was like i think i think clara's character knew that because she's a dompier and i think she actually asked she's like well what do i know about this area and i'm like oh yeah well, you know this right? oh that was my character oh that was you okay because i'm they, the i'm the ranger type yeah you're the you're the gypsy and so you know but the but the npc was kind of like glossing over this important fact you know because of course he was yeah right because this could get them in a lot of trouble later so that's that that, that that adds another sticky wicket you know there's more risk now you see what i'm saying yeah, I also see like uh, killing that magical beast could be quite bad in the future if you upset the uh, dompier. Right. It might be its favorite pet. We don't know. Who knows? It is true. We don't know that. So tell us about your character, Heather. What you got? What My you, character. Yeah. What are you playing? I'm playing the mystic. Yeah. <laughs> and why did you decide to play? It? First of all, what's a mystic? Tell the tell the audience out there what the what a mystic is in Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Mm, they're like they're like the people that like are like super into like one particular god and will do whatever, whatever the god tells them to do because they can speak to them directly and so they go off and do their bidding or they like give people advice or something right For, from the god if they pay them money I think. well hey man uh it's your character it's your character. mine doesn't do that what's your what's your what's your character do i'm i'm not really sure yet all oh of it. okay <laughs> uh, chaos she does chaos because the god she worships is the chaos god. Okay. So, she goes off and does whatever he tells her, what he tells her to do, which is like go, and like, cause trouble places just because he wants her to. And so she does. All right. That sounds cool. Yeah. 
But honestly, people, people probably wouldn't, like, come to her for help unless they want something really bad to happen. So it's, like, a rarity. People come to her for stuff. And she only does it if he says that she can. But God. I call him the prince. I'm not really sure. I like that. You like yeah. it? Yeah. It's very uh, more cocky and almost, like, those gods of hell that were named, like, uh, or gods of chaos named, like, uh, princes. Mm. You know, like Prince Arioch, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Right on. I, and I always like m- more Moorcock in my stuff. Really? You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what, guys? Nothing. So, yeah. that's And she, like, hangs out in, like, caves and, like, in trees. And, like, she sleeps on in the earth. Because she, I don't know, and she wears, like, really dark woolen clothes that are like stained with the passages <laughs> of the earth as yeah. you like lay in <laughs> yeah and her hair's like all matted and i kind of like her i think she's cool so what what are you what are your thoughts on the scenario that you guys find in front of you and what what what, what are your thoughts like from the point of view of your character what, what's your character thinking right now actually do you take a second why don't you take a second and think about that and amanda why don't you tell us about your character i'm i'm playing um she's a gypsy and she's kind of like the loner of the loners. You know, She it's the classic. Uh, she grew up in the woods with just her mother and father and not like an actual big gypsy caravan. Mm-hmm. And they get killed. And then mm. she's on her own. And she decides to stay on her own instead of joining a larger gypsy group. And she lives off the land and does hunting and stuff like her parents taught her and trades, furs and things like that. And... Sometimes she'll be a guide if she needs like actual coin for something. So I, I kind of, because there's a lot of new people, I kind of wanted a character that could stay like back a little bit. Okay. Um, just to, you know, give the new people a chance to get their groove and do their thing and sure and i don't i kind of was i don't know i guess i just wanted to observe (laughs) yeah (laughs) you just wanted to you just wanted to create a character that could be a fly on the wall and watch uh my story burn well the joke's on you guys i didn't put in much work ha 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 but it's actually going really well so now i actually have to start really working on it you know it I mean? is. It's it's going very well. I really like that first session. I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is good. This is yeah. Good. It's got a good vibe. It um, does. Claire and Jess really stepped up like right away. Like Jess, it surprised me that she was so. She became so kind of passionate about her ideas and and her ideas for her character. Um, and her character that she came up with, she, she came up, she, like a genie thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my! She has a she has a whole backstory that deals with like um, like politics and intrigue and like family obligations and stuff. And the genie thing is just like the icing on the cake. Which I mean, all that stuff gives me a lot to work with. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of different things that I can choose to weave into the story. You know, in this little way, in that little way, and not even just right away, but like in the future. You know, um, like just endless plot hooks, endless plot hooks. And Claire did the same thing. Claire really ran with it too. She's got a lot of plot hooks in hers. Hers is, um, you know, they were both, 
they both had heard of like the wrathful GM or whatever. I think I might have given them the idea. I think I said something like, "Oh, the more you," because they were like, "Well, somebody said something like, well, it says here it costs like this many coins for fancy clothes, but what if I would have fancy clothes?" And I was like, "Well, then you can have fancy clothes. If you have fancy clothes in your life, then you have them in your character sheet. You don't have to worry about buying them, right?" And they're like, really? Well, what if I want to have like a giant <laughs> castle full of horses and gold? And I was like, yeah, okay. You can have a giant castle full of, full, full of horses and gold. But then I get to play with that. You understand that, right? <laughs> like I get to be in control of what's going on with all of those things. And I will fuck with you. And then that was a mistake. I should not have said that. Because <laughs> then they got, <laughs> then they got all, all afraid. Like, like, oh, no. Like, like Brendan's going to hurt us or something. Brendan's <laughs> going to torment us. And it's like, I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like, yes, I am going to do that. You know? But only because that conflict is the essence of drama and nobody ever read a book about some guy who was like had a, this like amazing great life never had any problems <laughs> and then died happily surrounded by people who loved him It'd be the most boring book ever right no one cares about that character you like read about about people getting through shitty things yeah right yeah. um but i think that they were imagining me being sort of more like q from Star Trek. <laughs> I was going to be like... Let's take you to the game quad and see what yeah, we can find there. Yeah, yeah, like, hello, Picard. <laughs> look what I... Look at this little death trap I've engineered for your friends this time. You know, and I was like, that's really not my goal, is to be like that. That's not... The, that, that would not be fun. Now, I'm not going to say I never did that. I definitely... <laughs> I definitely probably went through a phase where I did things like that. But it's... It, it, I, I think it would be so um, against my best interest to take this group of people who are so enthusiastic and excited about the prospect of engaging in the hobby of role-playing and who are so new to it but still so excited and then, like, take their their enthusiasm and just shit all over it for like to, because I'm, because I'm a, a, a sadist and I like to torment people. You know, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So what do you guys what do you guys think about the other characters? I think they're cool. Like me as a person or me as my character? Well, you know, why don't you just answer that like however you want? Because me as a person I like I like um I like Jess and Claire's chicks. Yeah, they're yeah, those are cool characters, right? I like that yeah. She has I, a lot they have a lot to do with them. I think it's awesome as a person, not as my character, that Right now, it feels like after the first session, like all the females' characters are more developed than the males' characters. It's true. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. Um, Jess's boyfriend, who Ben was playing out earlier, is like doing this weird role reversal where rather than being the girl that's dragged to a game, he's like the dude that's dragged to a game. And he just assures me that he's enjoying what he's doing. He's just having a hard time coming out of his shell. Like, all right. I, mean, I guess we'll see, right? Now, Eric, I think Eric does have an idea about what he's doing, but he's playing, like, the mysterious rogue. It's, like, super close anybody. to his best right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We, so we as the other... Really, right now, we don't know anything about his character, except that 
he wears this hooded cloak and yeah. he dresses all in dark clothes. Yeah. And he's always, yeah. like, all we know. He said he's always yeah. drunk, too. That's what he said. He said he's always drunk. Interesting. I don't remember that part. Uh, I mean, he... he He's playing it. He's playing it well. Yeah, he's, he's really he's, good. I like his intensity, and I like the character. The character. He always hoped to get characters like that, you know, like kind of like classics, you know. <laughs> and because when you're planning the game, like what what are you gonna do? You can't like make up some anomalous fucking thing. But then you always get this anomalous shit. Like, I want to play the only Giovanni who's in the Camarilla. You know, like okay, <laughs> all right, I guess you can play that if you want. You always get this weird shit. But when you get like these guys who are, who who actually want to play the archetype, that's really great. That's something really fun about that. Yeah. So, uh, how do your characters feel about these uh, about all the characters? Is there any like uh, in party strife rearing its head already? No. Oh yet. yeah, you say with this like gleeful look in your eyes. <laughs> hey man, Mr. <laughs> in party curious. strife himself. I'm just cu- <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm, I'm cur- not a, I'm not Mr. Party Strife. I was just curious. Yeah, sure. Everyone's trying to keep it really civil, and everyone's trying to be really fair with all this stuff. But right away, well, my, my character right away started laughing at everyone else. She couldn't help it because <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, you had a good intro. The, the she just found it very humorous with um, the interactions between the NPC trying to get uh, Jess and Claire's characters to help him, and how they just started haggling with this guy, <laughs> and and this guy was just like seemed like he was really nonplussed and wasn't expecting the amount of haggling it's that true. they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just just picturing it in in my head like this. This like old wizened wizard looking dude going up to these two, one like vampire chick who I imagine kind of looks sort of like a, a half elf. Yeah, the picture that she showed of her character was was much more half elf than like half vampire, but that's okay. That's all good. And then um, another female, and then just like just obviously expecting some easy, easy marks like oh do this for us oh okay but then he gets this this like what why what are we for what's this what's that what's this and i was just like oh my god this is hilarious and my character since she's just a loner got a really big kick out of that (laughs) and then (laughs) eric's character jumps in for the it seemed to me like he was jumping in to the dam to help the damsels in distress even though they weren't really in distress yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she just started laughing she couldn't the, help it the, the, they were really raking the NPC over the coals <laughs> they were that, that fucker did not even like I mean because they're, they're they both have the ability to cast spells right like uh, Jess's character is she's playing the magic user um, who's in possession of this genie right and then uh, Claire is playing a dompier who's who's on the run and because she's first level, her spell book has nothing in it. And Jess's spell book, like, while it's a lot compared to what Claire has in it, um, it's still not much. But that's OSR, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and what's kind of cool about bringing new people into OSR is they have, they have no expectations. They don't, they don't expect to have, like, a whole sheet of spells and, like, well, how many day times a day can I use this and that kind of crap. They're just like, oh, this is what I got. You know, and that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, but immediately they, they both seized on the idea that, oh, this guy's a spellcaster and, uh, spells are more valuable than money. Um, and so they're both like, well, if, if we're going to help you get your magic, magic back, then you have to teach us a spell each. 
Like we, we each need our own a new spell for our spell books. And, and I'm just like sitting here as a GM and I'm like, what the fuck? Like seriously? Because I really wanted to like enforce the idea that like magic is kind of rare and special and like valuable. I think John and Wick probably would have said like, just give them the spells. Like who cares? Let's like, give them the spells. The NPC, move the story forward. Give them the spells. Like yes. But I was like, no, I kind of want to have this idea that, like, in this world, magic's, m- magic isn't, like, like two bucks, you know? Like, like oh, hey, I can't buy my coffee. Can you, like, I'll, I'll give you a spell if you cover me on this one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I wanted it to be, like, no, magic's, like, really, you know, th- wizards are secretive guys who are in cabals that, like, manipulate the fabrics of the universe. They don't just fucking tell anybody what they're doing, you know? So we got into this huge, I mean, there was, like, this a huge negotiation. Like, so right away we got two classic, classic, things we got the, the the meeting a wizard in an inn and we got the like the epic negotiation and to be totally honest i don't really remember how it came out i don't think that he ever actually agreed to give them spells they think that you did though i think yeah i think they might think that but well we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see what happens he, he it, did not I do not recall him actually saying, okay, I'll give you stuff. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I don't remember that either. But I do remember them saying, yeah, we'll help. And so now they're helping. So they go to the the cave, and they're kind of like poking around in there. And the cave, this is a really great module to be for beginners because um, it's just very straightforward. It's just a map. And the map is essentially just a big circle. And um, there are like a few chambers into the cave now. And, it's a circle? And, well... Not really, and and and, <laughs> and 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 shit is just about to get real. Like like we stopped right before shit gets real, really, really real. And um, the only thing that is has me kind of scared is that Jess and Claire. I mean, okay, one of the things <laughs> that I felt safe about playing yeah. Lamentations was, oh, um, they'll be noobs, so they won't have. Have backstories, really. They put a lot of work in their backstories. Yeah, at this point. yeah. yeah their backstories will be kind of like, I'm a fighter from the war, and <laughs> the king taught me to fight, which is what I kind of expected from like a, people who had never done it before. You know what I'm saying? And but instead, like like they came up with these like really rich and in depth backstories, and they're playing it in a game that's intensely lethal. Like, intensely lethal. Like, one bad round of combat could just exterminate their character. And that's the way the game is supposed to play. Where it's like, oh, no, gone. Bring in the next one. <laughs> Bring in the next right, Roll up a new character while we, while we finish this scene. And I don't think they'll react well to that. I think that they will take this poorly. Another thing that is bad, and I don't know. Maybe you guys are the advanced role players here. So I feel like... <laughs> Not me. I, I, of the group, you guys are the advanced role players. So I feel like you can hear this a little bit, not let it affect how you proceed. But um, the monsters that are in this cave, not necessarily waiting for them, but like kind of lurching around that made mincemeat of the other group that came through, um, they don't necessarily just kill you. They have um, an effect that will mutilate your characters horribly. Like, rather than killing <laughs> you. So it's like, it's... um. It's entirely possible that, like, the next session will devolve into some, like, incredibly dark, like, mutilation shit where people's, like, happy characters that they've put a bunch of, like, thought into are going to have their arms hacked off, you know? And they'll be like, okay, well, for the rest of the game, you don't have an arm. 
and they're going to be say things like, well, is there a spell that regrows my arm? <laughs> and I'm going to say, no, you just don't have an arm, <laughs> you know? Not that you know of, anyway. Right, yeah, yeah. So I think that, that there's a possibility that that could be like really good for the role-playing or really bad for morale, you know? We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> it's an interesting experiment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's, we're de- it's definitely going to be a little bit more horror gaming. It's definitely things get a little bit more horror the deeper into the cave that you get. Um, and then we'll see what happens when they get out. I mean, all that having been said, it's a fucking Lamentations game, which means, like, two solid hits on, like, anything that you're fighting, and it's dead, too. So, you know, if you can get those hits. Great. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so how how are you finding your role playing journey, Heather? My journey? Your role playing journey. You when we when we met you had never even heard of fucking role playing. You thought it was just no. some stupid thing that fat losers did and now I you know that fat people of all kinds do it. <laughs> 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 I play video games. That counts, doesn't it? Not really, I guess. No, there are video game RPGs. Yeah, uh, that's my What? God. There, okay, first of all, Brandon's what we refer to <laughs> as a purist. I, I, I am, I am a, a purist, and B, I just really feel like, 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 there is not an equivalency between the video game experience and the tabletop experience. And I feel like in introducing you to role playing games, I initially just took that as being kind of like, oh yeah, like it's the same, sh- it's the same fucking thing, like it's the same. She understands role-playing games. Look, I, I'm sitting on the couch watching her play Dragon Age. And look, there's a stat line, and the stat line's almost identical to D&D. And it's got, there's character classes and races that are almost identical to D&D. There's a bunch of the same fucking ideas are in the goddamn thing. I'm like, she's... like On some level, like, a Dragon Age is, like, as close to playing D&D by yourself with a computer as you can get right now. You know, it's, it's very, very fucking close. And so then, like, when we moved here, I just, like, threw her into a D&D game. You like, did. Ah. I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, you get it. Here, D and D. I threw a character sheet at her. Here's a character sheet, right? Yeah. I never did anything like we did when we did the character creation. No, for you these, didn't. For you're these just like, guys. Here you go. And I was yeah. like, what is this? You're like, you're like, just fill it out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, no, seriously, that <laughs> it was about that bad. Thanks. But this thing that we did, this thing that we did with with Claire and Jess and and Eric, where I was like, okay, these are these are polyhedral dice. Like this one has twelve sides, and this one has ten yeah, sides. And if I want you to roll one that has 10 sides, I'll say roll a d10. If I want you to roll three of them, I'll say roll <laughs> three d10, you know? Yeah, never, I, 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 when you started with that at first, I thought you were kidding. And then I was like, oh, he's serious. Just, yeah, well, just be quiet. You well, know? <laughs> well, they didn't know. They don't know. Like, remember when I showed all the polyhedral dies to them and Jess was like, what do we even need these for? <laughs> She's like, don't we just need, like, the ones with the sixes on? Everything else, everything in the whole world uses those. I'm like, well, we'll use those for the most part, but we do need these other ones sometimes. I just, I it's either. so inbred in me. Exactly, right? So, I mean, because I literally grew up around this stuff. So, it, it was just, I was just like, oh, oh okay and then it was like okay i guess they needed that explanation but it was just so bizarre yeah i needed it one one time too she did too and i just threw i just was like i was just like oh testing ground for this see he did right (laughs) he basically like i I was like a little kid i was like a baby threw into a pool 
You were the <laughs> firstborn. You were the firstborn that like, got like fucked this over. This is how you swim. Well, just go in the water they, and swim. Now just they know go. how to do it, and they got the second like, and third born yeah. kids. Just yeah. Kick your legs. Why don't you kick your legs? Just kick your legs. It's how you go in the water. Go. You know who you are. Your your lore. Your Ooh. lore. Ooh. <laughs> and their data. I like I'll, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll destroy them. Yeah. And take over the ship. Your, your lore, and, and <laughs> you you were imperfect. I'm gonna have to disassemble you and leave you in a in a um bunker somewhere. I'll come back. And yeah, and you'll like you. you'll like ruin like three movies or something. <laughs> what does that make me then? <laughs> that makes you Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the Lamentations game. We play again. Oh shit! We play this weekend coming up, don't we? we? Do. Yep. The twenty-eighth. Oh fucking yeah! Gonna have to do some work oh, on this I'm game. Excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited. I've got. I, do I? What's the Dampier Lord's name of the estate where they're at? He didn't say. I haven't said yet. Interesting. Indeed. Yeah, we didn't know whose it was. Not I tried yet. to roll. You want to <laughs> maybe reveal a little hint? Oh, it's not his yet. Oh, okay. okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't, dude, dude, you know how Brendan does things. Okay. I got to fucking... I build, dude. All right, all right. I build. I build. Yeah, Jess, Jess was a little disappointed we weren't reading our backgrounds out loud. Or was yeah. Claire? Did she tell you that? But they both were. They wanted us to all. They wanted to know all of our secrets, all oh. of our stories. Oh, whoa! You see, because you said we were going to. Well, here, here's the thing. If we I want, if we want to just sit that. in a circle and like read them aloud so we can share our writings with each one other, then that's totally fine. It turns out that Claire <laughs> and Jess are like. First, of all, we knew we we know that they're creative. They're the, they're the marketing sure, department. Sure, sure. But it turns out that Jess like really wishes that she could do more like creative writing and stuff. And so, like, they're both, like, really into it. They're, like, they're, like writing shit, you know? It's fucking crazy Badass. to me. I know, right? I'm so Badass. used to being, like, come on, guys. Can you just, like, write, like, <laughs> five <laughs> sentences, please? And then these guys are, like, super jazzed. They, like, come up with material. It's fucking great. So, um, if they want if, if 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 you guys want to, like, sit in a circle and fucking read all this shit, we can. I mean, I thought it would be more fun and more interesting to kind of slowly get to know the characters. Who Especially knew? when you got the mysterious guy who wants to be mysterious. You said they're all going to die, you said. You said they're yeah, all going to die yeah, next I, time. Then we'll never know. I didn't say we'll never know die next about time. the genie. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say everybody's going to die next <laughs> the time. The genie could probably her grow her arm gouged back. out with spoons, huh? I said her genie could probably grow her arm back. If That's she true. For her, a genie price. Could, her genie could do that. I don't have a genie. I guess I could. No, he wouldn't do that anyway. Like the prince. You're, you're more chaotic if I, if without an like, anyway. Definitely huh? not. You're more it's chaotic true. without an arm anyway. Definitely not. He wouldn't. He'd be no. like, he's like, you suck. Chaos is uncaring. Why would chaos Why would chaos be like, oh, yeah, your arm got cut off. That happens. Yeah. Like, that happens well, sometimes, he, people. He, he <laughs> chaos, so keep on keeping on. That day, maybe it'll be like, all right, sure. It's chaos, true. you know? Maybe, Either way. Maybe when it happens, you Either cackle way. madly. That'd be pretty sweet. Or might grow her back up. Foot. I think. an arm. Yeah, Worms. like, or maybe like out of the stump comes like a bunch of like eyeballs and little baby heads that start talking in chthonic tongues. That would be rad. What? Not on my arm. <laughs> She'd be like, cut it off again. <laughs> Burn it this time. No, but then you, you no, but then you'd see that that was a sign of of being touched by your dark god. By the and chaos you, and you'd of be, baby heads. It would be it would be a holy a holy gibbering stump. You don't. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yo, yo, you're playing. This is this is you're you're. Th- this is a campaign setting that I that I wrote, meaning that I like stole all my favorite shit and squish it into one thing. 
which means it's like playing in it is 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 is, is the closest it's ever been to walking around in like a fun house of Brendan's Brendan's mind. Great. It's like so 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 like like the GM says that baby heads grow out of your arm. I demand it. I'll just kill myself then. That happens. Oh, I'll, you, I'll you, sound kill like, you sound like Ben. <laughs> like, I, I, that happens. Was that was that you? What? Or that was you and Greg in a D and D game. We're like, oh my uh, my uh. That my, was, that's not me. I don't think I've ever said anything like that. Okay, it was Greg then. Remember? Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg, Greg was all this, about. This, this, oh, this happens. My character is just gonna yeah, leave. Yeah. Kill my katana's got burned. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna kill, kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is not me. Yeah. Do well, not he, ever yeah. think that was me. He had two characters that happened to. Which one? The, the, two, the dervish? The dervish was the one with the swords, and there was another one. The psionic one. guy, I think, right? Yeah, something <laughs> happened with the psionic guy. He's like, I'm not going to play him anymore. The, the super racist psionic guy. Yeah, psionic, he had the psionic beads that flew around his head, and they got blown up or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, twice it happened to him. He always had this thing where he would say... um, Oh well, like if I just die heroically, like fighting a monster or something, like how do you know I'm like really killing myself? What? Right? Like he 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 would he, he would just put himself in position for his character to get slaughtered by a monster. <laughs> That's really weird. And so he could make a new one. That was his whole thing. Oh. But he didn't actually really like role playing. We played for the, for years with this guy Greg. Who, who was really a tactical miniatures gamer? His he had some fun. He had some fun in, in Vampire. Dude, he 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 left that Vampire game after like three sessions. Yeah, but I mean, he was he was getting into the, like the politics and stuff. And he really, I remember, he left with a bang. He still had fun when he was doing it. Yeah, didn't he do a mic drop on that game? And he, he was, did a mic drop because <laughs> he like totally fucked me over. Yeah, he did. He did a mic drop. Oh, Greg. <sighs> Greg, I miss you. I hope you're doing well. What else is going on? What else is going on? Is that, is that it? Have we really feeling good about limitations? Yeah. Cool, man. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, um, I guess that brings this episode of uh, Full Metal RPG. Want to start winding down to a close? Um, do you like do like a? <laughs> Never mind. What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> Never mind. She what wants your traditional outro. Go. Well, there is no traditional outro. <laughs> no, we just like... we just always stumble forward drunkenly. What? No, what's like, up? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, what? 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 Just say it. No, it's fine. Like the the way you're doing it was like was like when you're like in kindergarten. Like, hey guys, let's go to the circle and have it, the goodbye song. That's what you're doing. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, it's time for us all to, to wind down and say goodbye. You know what? I've, <laughs> I <laughs> goodbye songs. There's I don't I never went in to kindergarten. There were. I didn't, didn't you go remember? To, I didn't go to kindergarten. No. Oh. I didn't go to kindergarten either. Yeah. Well, what? How do you I not didn't. go to kindergarten? Um. We're super advanced. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, no. Try again. <laughs> There's like a rug on the floor. And everyone sat in like the letter of their name or something or the letter. Yeah. That sounds very elementary letter. to me. Because like, it was kindergarten. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I don't know. I was already reading beyond my age level and oh, stuff yeah? like were that. Oh, yeah? Were you reading so. like what? Like yeah. Lord of the Rings when you were like five? I was reading um, uh, The Communist Manifesto. Yeah, I bet you were. By Karl Marx. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> not when i was in five but when I, but when i was in third grade at sacred heart i was carrying it around maybe let's say fourth grade i was carrying it around i was trying to yeah when you're in fourth grade fourth or fourth or fifth grade i was reading the communist manifesto and i it wasn't really <laughs> getting it but i was reading it as hard as i by, could by 60 wrote that critique uh, of emmanuel kant's proof of god right <laughs> <laughs> uh unfinished you, you think I'm making it up? No, I, I know I'm you're not. serious. I'm totally serious. I know. 
totally serious. I know. It was it was it had to, it was fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth. Because in third grade I was still at the Primavera School, and and uh, you know, no, nobody would have given a shit if I was like reading the Communist Manifesto or not. But it was like it was like somewhat kind of like uh uh like uh rebellious to be reading that at a Catholic school because. Catholics hate communists in like the weirdest twist ever. <laughs> but we're getting we're getting into like now we're getting into like real world shit and if there's one thing that escapist nerds hate, it's dealing with real world shit. So we'll we'll just keep that out of the podcast. Great. Sounds lovely. All right. <laughs> Take care all. Yeah, everybody have a great night and we'll see you guys here again soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you.